are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday, final podcast of the week, and a couple of things to cover today. We've got some schedule updates, but I'm not just going to give you the updates. You already probably know what some of that stuff is, right? I'm going to give you why this might actually benefit the Pels in some weird way. Then we're going to take a look at the NBA draft and the mock drafts and who's going to the Pelicans kind of on aggregate. We're going to break down a couple of the different sources of this. And then finally, some drama in the bubble with the Houston Rockets, Daniel House, and maybe a couple of other guys. I'm going to talk about it because I think this is... At times, like, ridiculous, but also times serious, so let's break it all down in the Friday edition of Locked On Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from, the only daily show bringing you everything you want to know about the NBA, about the Pelicans. There's a lot to talk about, even with them out of the postseason, even with this going to be a weird extended offseason for everything, too, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's start with the schedule stuff and get this out of the way, because it's going to inform uh, part of the next segment, too, I guess, to a degree. And that is that the NBA is pushing back the draft. It's not going to happen in October anymore. They're targeting the date of November 18th as a new date for the draft. And this also means that as one of my, I have two cats, as you know, they like to make some appearances in like the background on here and they're playing with, I don't even know what to, what to call it, like a strappy thing from like a, a picture that got ordered by my girlfriend. It's at the house that was used to keep like the, the box together. So one's pulling on one side and then that moves it and it means the other cat freaks out and grabs it and then pulls it, which makes the first cat freak out and do all of this. So I'm going to try and edit some of this down and and kill some of the background noise. But that's what's going on here as we talk about, you know, basketball. Uh, Quarantine life is a real thing. So the schedule, uh, November 18th. So they're pushing it back. That makes a lot of sense. It also is going to mean that you're going to push back the start of free agency. And if you're doing free agency after the draft, which is what it, how it normally goes, and I'm assuming they're still looking at doing that, though that could change, it means the season isn't starting anytime soon. They said there's no way the season starts bef- before December 25th. They had been tentatively targeting December 1. That's not going to be the case. We're looking into 2021, likely, ho- hopefully sometime in January, maybe February, but this is kind of like the big thing you get from this. Everything is getting shifted back, but nothing's been mentioned about free agency. They've talked about potentially moving it ahead of the draft before. I don't know if that's going to be what they end up doing. We'll see. Why this matters for the Pelicans is a couple of things. Free agency is pushed back. It means you're not going to see a ton of roster movement until you get through the NFL, uh, NFL, NBA draft. That's when you'll see trades and stuff happening. It kind of starts there and doesn't really occur uh, before the, all of that. So that means that you're going to have these players basically under contract or like with you for a long time. And that means that if you want to have some roster continuity and before the flame out in the bubble, I really thought they might try and keep some roster continuity and just run this back with this group of guys. I think the bubble kind of exposed some big flaws with the roster. But at the same point, they did show some very good things at times leading up to the bubble, not in the bubble, but all of that stuff in January, February and part of March. They looked really, really good. If they think it just takes a new coach to unlock that, maybe you do run it back. And if that's the case. 
knowing that roster turnover is going to come a whole lot later, you can get a jump start on next season right now. All of these guys, bring them back into the facility, start working out, get a new coach in here, start working out with the new coach, and just, I don't know, getting some data, getting some eyes on them, figuring out what you might be able to do, what you want to do, implement your offense, implement your defense, figure all of that stuff out right now so that when the season does start, teams that did have a lot of roster turnover and didn't have a lot of ramp-up period, training camp, preseason, what have you, and who knows what that's all going to look like, well, you're in a better position than you were before. I don't know if any of us want to see a significant amount of non-roster turnover, so I don't think any of us necessarily want to see them run this team back, but there's something to be said for that, and it wouldn't shock me if maybe that's the direction that they go. They are high on all of the guys that they have here. Yes, maybe you've got to make decisions on some of them, but if you can get Zion working with the new coach and comfortable in the offense, same thing for Brandon Ingram, maybe Lonzo Ball especially if he's here. That gives you an advantage that other teams won't. You have a chance to have more roster continuity than you've had in a really, really long time. And maybe that gives the Pelicans a jump on other teams. We do like some of the players. Maybe some need to change. But still, I think that could be a bit of a silver lining or an advantage for New Orleans. Knowing that a lot of the stuff isn't going to happen for a couple of months. You don't really know what this, if they're going to get a break in the offseason, what have you. And just getting guys back, especially getting an extended break kind of right now from basketball and team activities, bringing them back in October, you can get a good month in potentially before the NBA draft. Then you add that guy in, then it's free. And so you tweak one or two things, but not a whole lot. And look at you, you're ahead of the game. And I think that could be an appealing thing to consider. I don't know if I'd like that. I think they need to really examine this roster, but given the situation and everything that's going on, there's worse options to have. So this in a way could benefit New Orleans going into next season. Also, the reason they're pushing a lot of this stuff back, especially with the draft, is so you can figure out the combine, really do good, solid scouting, meeting with people, what have you, as opposed to rushing it through, not getting kind of those things, and then potentially teams making bad decisions. Hopefully they wouldn't, or every team but the Pels would. And then that kind of cripples you in a way, depending on where you are with your picks and all of that. So I think that's a, a smart move to just push this all back for the combine scouting. It also helps keep things kind of from moving forward when teams don't know what the salary cap is going to be. And we might not know that for a little bit as they try and figure out all this and they're going to need to come to an agreement between the players association and the league on what that number is going to be. Do they freeze it? Do they just go by what the BRI number is? All of that stuff. A lot of uncertainty. So maybe having some certainty and creating some certainty with roster continuity is a way to get an advantage. Today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles, incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. And with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities they operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. 
Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast. The only show that's here Monday through Friday for y'all, helping you get through the day, keeping you in the know on everything going on with this team. And there's a lot to talk about, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So the NBA draft, it'll be sometime in November now that we're thinking um, after that update that we talked about in the first segment. So hoopshype.com does an aggregate mock draft. So they pull from it's nbadraft.net, ESPN, Athletic, Bleacher Report, CBS Sports, The Ringer, Stadium, SI, Rookie Wire, USA Today, and Yahoo. And they kind of do an aggregate. So they're going to just take the total number of votes and then figure out where these guys all go. So I was curious to see who is the aggregate mock draft, and this is about a month old or so, putting to the Pelicans at 13. And I like the pick. So... It start they one they have Anthony Edwards being the number one overall pick. It's, I think it's him or Lamelo Ball. James, it's Anthony Edwards, Lamelo Ball, James Wiseman. I don't really have a problem with those three. I think Wiseman might drop more than anyone else in there, but I think he's still solidly in the top like seven of the lottery. Though I've seen him in other mock drafts going eight. So I think this is a good starting point. So who do they have going to the Pelicans at thirteen? And that would be Aaron Naismith out of Vanderbilt, the sophomore uh, small forward, six six, two hundred thirteen pounds. And this dude is. So if you want shooting, I don't know if you're going to find a better shooter in the draft. It, just, just full stop. That's like that. You know, that's the tweet. That's the joke. This dude is as good of a shooter as you can find, particularly at the small forward position. This guy in college or in his uh, senior year, which was cut a little bit short, shot eight threes per game. You want to know how many, 8.2 threes per game. You know how many made? 4.3. He shot 52.2% from deep in college his senior year, or senior year, sophomore year, final year. There we go. That's really freaking good. And on large volume too, that's not on like two attempts per game or one attempt per game. 52% on eight threes per game. He looks like he can easily be Above 40% from three in the NBA, trying to project him out. This dude is just a shooter. Shot 83%, 82.5% from the free throw line. If you're looking for a shooter, this is the guy. 23 points per game, 4.9 rebounds, an assist and a block, and a steal and a half per game. His shooting is absolutely fantastic. He's going to be some instant offense, I think, for the team. And if you want a low usage guy, yeah, that's great. His usage rate wasn't high. Because he's a lot of a spot-up shooter. He's going to give you points. He's going to give you threes. He's not really going to turn the ball over either. I don't know if you necessarily need a whole lot more than that from the 13th overall pick in the draft. He is not, however, much of anything else. He's not going to move the ball a ton. You And he's not going to play a ton of defense or be a very good rebounder. If you just want straight shooting, this is your guy. If you want a more complete player, he's probably not your guy. But I think it's kind of interesting that the Pelicans end up with maybe the best shooter in the draft here. He's kind of mocked anywhere from 7th to, well, one one has him at 31, which is just silly. But basically, like, 13 is about the range uh, that you'd see him go. So that's pretty good, all things considered. If that's who you end up with, and, like, that's – I think he might go a little bit higher because I think teams are going to fall in love with the shooting. But that's who they have mocked to the Pelicans right there. Guys like Sadiq Bey, who I took for the Pelicans in our mock draft, uh, my version of the mock draft when I did it with them, we'll do more of those, comes in at 19th. Interesting. Uh, Kyra Lewis comes in at 18th, guy out of a guard out of Alabama who might be the fastest guy in there, but he's right now not looking to necessarily be, a t- you know, in the, the bottom half of the lottery. 
RJ Hampton, who I'm kind of scared about, is in that general range too. Patrick Williams is definitely a guy to keep an eye on out of Florida State. He seems to be rising up these draft boards as well. This also doesn't really account for a guy like uh, Pokusevsky, who I think is going to end up going in the lottery. He's mocked in this one at 28th. So it's not necessarily the most accurate for the way things are looking at today. The Knicks took him, I think, Pokusevsky 8th in our mock draft. So there's some wiggle room in some of this stuff, but it's interesting to see that you've got a good shooter going to New Orleans. And if that's kind of like the worst case scenario, you've got to feel pretty good about that. So it's it's nice to see that that's kind of what people are feeling for New Orleans. That kind of small forward spot seems to be the general consensus. Though if none of the ones you want are there, obviously you'd go a different direction. There's some guards to go with too. And one or two bigs that I think make some sense. So while they're not going to get the most amazing player at 13, they're going to get a solid guy for this draft. And I think, you know, coming right around 13, maybe a few more spots, 18 or so is when there seems to be a bit of a drop-off talent-wise. So the Pelicans are going to be in a good spot when it comes to this, whenever the draft ends up being. One thing I'm curious about, and I'm going to ask for all of your help, my listeners' help on this too. You can email me, you can tweet me, and we'll do this over a couple of weeks to kind of build something. I want to get like a a, a listener big board. We can do it in a, as an aggregate like this, where send me your top 13 picks in the order that you think they either should go in or your big board. So not necessarily like factoring in team and all of that. Just give me your top 13 guys in order. Send it to me. It's lockdownpels at gmail.com. You can tweet me. It's at Nola Jake. You can DM me on Twitter as well at Nola Jake. And let's get a listener big board going. I think that would be pretty interesting to do and to see. I'll aggregate them like this and we can kind of find out what our listener, Locked On Pelicans listener big board would be. Let's do the 13 picks. If you want to go more than that, that's fine too. But we'll do it with the 13 guys that we get here. And I think that'll be a whole lot of fun to try and figure out. So yeah, send me what your big board is and we'll get it on the show. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, period. These things are delicious. They're also new and improved with a new formula, new branding, new packaging. They're just better overall. And they were already really good. I spend my own personal money on these things and eat one five days a week after I work out as a meal replacement right after lunch. It is awesome because they're just so damn delicious. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, uh, chocolate, soft, easy to chew. They're not chalky. They don't taste bad like the other bars you bought wherever. These things have delicious flavors, cookies and cream, caramel, brownie, peanut butter, mint brownie, salted caramel, uh, raspberry. They've j- tons. Just go check out builtbar.com to see all the different flavor options that they have. And you're going to think that you're eating a candy bar. They're great for the health conscious person who's looking to lose or maintain weight. And they're, the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. They have some that are 19 grams of protein and 180 calories or 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories. And if you've ever bought built bars before using the locked on promo code, Well, they've reset it, so you get to use it again, double dipping here. While supplies last, they're going to include a free cooler with purchase as well and give you $10 off your next order when you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off over at BuiltBar.com. All right, wrapping up today's show. Final thing to talk about. A couple things going on in the bubble that are kind of interesting in both a good and bad way. So... 
First, let's start with the coaches. You've had Mike Malone talk about this, as well as Brad Stevens talk about how they'd like their family to be there in the bubble with them. Players got a family member and kind of group to go. Coaches don't seem to have that same option. And it was either Malone or Stevens basically called it criminal that they're keeping them separated from their families like this. And I agree that it sucks. I wouldn't want to spend three to four months away from my girlfriend, who I love tremendously, when you know, like you could bring her in or bring them in, right? Like it just sucks. You don't want to be away from your loved ones, especially if you have kids, things like that. But at the same point, I just, I can't find the like energy to get upset and up in arms over this sort of thing. And that, and it's going to tie into my larger point here. So we can talk about what's going on with the Houston Rockets and Daniel House. He did not play the other night in the, in the game in that they lost. He's not playing. He didn't play last night. I'm not even, uh, watching the game right now as I record, but it looks like they're losing. And so they're probably out. So with all of that, I think it's interesting to, because so Daniel House maybe brought one of the COVID takers into his hotel room. An unauthorized guest went into his room. It's not. Great. Who knows what's going on there? You know, let's assume everything's on the up and up, whatever happened, if anything was sexual, is consensual and all of that. So everything's great. You still just don't need to do this. Like it's, it's not a big deal. If she's in the bubble, probably being tested, probably cleared for COVID. If he then gets tested and tests negative a couple of times, like he doesn't have it. There was no transmission there. So everything's fine, right? Like no big deal. We should just move on to our lives. Yes, we should. But to some degree also like no, these stakes were high enough going into this for the future of the league and the massive undertaking that they took that you just don't need to inject more risk and more variables into the bubble. I get that it's inconvenient if you're an NBA player and you want to have sex and you can't for two months. You know, it sucks. But at the same point, people, and this goes for the coaches too, I get wanting to be with your family and everything, but ever not just this country, but around the world, people are making Many sacrifices, some voluntarily, some involuntarily because they've been laid off and different things like that. And it's more out of necessity to not have the luxury of your family around or to have sex, whatever it might be like, yes, it's disappointing. It sucks. It's definitely not criminal. And for the greater good of the league and your job and your pay, it's just one of the sacrifices that you have to make. And it's not worth complaining and being upset over or or making a big deal over. I, I be upset. Like you should be, I get that, that I'm not judging people on, but make a big deal over this. Like wh- whatever, man, like when people are losing their jobs, when unemployment's still high, people are worried how they're going to keep their homes or if they're going to get evicted from where they're renting. Like, this is not the time to complain about these problems, I think. And it's kind of missing the point. It's like when Rondo went into the bubble and was like, what am I in a motel six? And it's like, screw you, man. Like that is not what we need right now for this sort of stuff. People have to make sacrifices for their job. How many people are taking salary cuts right now just to keep their job and to keep paying for the basic necessities? All of this stuff kind of factors in with it. So I don't think that this is criminal or a big deal. Just don't do it. Keep it in your pants. You'll see your family soon. If you're the Nuggets, you're going to see them really soon or sooner. That like all of this, you could have just waited. You've got to tough it out like tons of people are around the country and the world. I don't know. It comes off a little tone deaf to me. I get it. I get where they're coming from. I wouldn't want to be separated either. But if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. And that's where I feel like that didn't land with some of the coaches, some of the players too. There's no need to do what Daniel House did. Assuming that's what he ended up happening, they're still investigating it. So it's just very disappointing to me to see that kind of come from those guys be upset it's okay but at the same point i think you've got to keep it in perspective and 
all of these guys just didn't when it comes to this stuff. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. This week of Locked On Pelicans, thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, the only daily show breaking down everything you want to know about the team. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all next week.